Hello and welcome to the season finale of the fourth officials EPL and World Soccer Podcast. Guys, we just had the Champions League final. None of our teams were in it, so uh, we're just rooting against teams that we don't like, which would be Liverpool. And we... A pretty good game overall. We'll get into the details of it. A lot of trash talking afterwards, which I thought was interesting. A little bit beforehand, a lot afterwards. I like to see uh, a little bit of blood boil. That's good stuff. And then we also uh, will do our EPL team of the season. We'll do our EPL player of the season. And we will do um, a little special. I'll give you guys a, a little something special. An audio clip for James Lewis, who is... Uh, in Chicago right now. Basically, he went on vacation, guys, because uh, his team didn't have anything to play for this weekend. So City are the champions. <laughs> uh, we won the we won the league, uh, and uh, that's that's a good season. I mean, you just take what you could get. You just get the we won the league. So we. I, mean, do I, don't, I don't think we bottled in the Champions League. I think you know. <laughs> I I think next year's our year. <laughs> when you say bottle, I mean, where was your team? Where was your team? <laughs> I guess I'd rather bottle it than not be in it. When's the last time any of you were in a knockout game? I can't even. I can't even. Have you guys watched a Champions League game of your own team in the last three years? Three years. It's been like three years. Thanks, James, from Chicago. All right, guys. So uh, Real Madrid, Liverpool. I liked what was what was happening before this game. It wasn't any of that. Like, oh, that they're so good. We respect them a lot. They have all these good players. It wasn't a lot of that, which I like. It was, uh, you know, it was the, the old heads. You had Benzema, Casemiro, Luka Modric, uh, all these players on Real Madrid guys that have had going into this game, I think it was seven of them, have four Champions League titles. And going up against a Liverpool team that has lost one Champions League to them and won a Champions League where they got a hokey penalty kick and then sat back for 85 minutes. Um, but they got the, they did get a Champions League win. That was a win, Dr. Pete. But, it, it, you know, Mo Salah started it a little bit just saying, you know, we want revenge, basically. And it, it kind of ticked the Madrid players off, but not as much as the idea that they were uh, almost 2-1 to one underdogs, Dr. Pete. Uh, Real Madrid was, even though they had three or four trophies already. You know, like a lot of those guys already had three. It was a surprise to me, Thomas, and that's why I put a little bet down mm-hmm. on Real friends. You just, they're a team you, it's hard to bet against with their um, with their nerve in, in the finals, and they just, they just win in the finals. It's unbelievable. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't even matter, guys, like how badly they play in the league. They, they've won the Champions League a couple times, but they didn't play well in the league. The one where Modric ended up getting the uh, Ballon d'Or that year, and that was when Ronaldo went berserk in the quarters and semis, I think, where he overturned uh, deficits and with hat tricks. Um, Ken, I mean, going into this game, you'd like to see a little bit of blood poking back and forth. And, I mean, Real Madrid had beaten PSG, Manchester City, and Chelsea, all while falling behind to those teams. And, you know, it was just kind of like a one-man show, like a Benzema show. But they came into this, like, they deserve respect. They did win the league by, like, 20 points. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always nice now to see, like, because I think, too, in the beginning when you said there should be something to be said. Liverpool and Real Madrid have played each other in a final very recently. So Mm -hmm. for them to be back into it, I think it is a little bit of this, 
European uh, rivalry, you know, kind yeah. of thing going on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's it it makes sense. It's not like you know, not for, like soccer's not like a for the camera. It's not a uh, they're, they're not prize fighting here, but they're not trying to sell a, a match. But it it's more than just like for for the media. I think that these two teams really actually hate each other and. I think like Pete's bet said, I, I just, I, I never understood them going in as underdogs, Liverpool, uh, Real Madrid, that is. I, I don't know how you can ever go against Real Madrid. I don't think, no matter what the 11 is, just with what they've done in that, t- it's kind of Real Madrid's tournament. At, yeah, I don't see Liverpool as, as slight favorites. Like, that's what I was yeah. expecting. Because I think that's they're, what I was expecting they are, too. I think they are a, a better team. You know, sure, but on, not in the Champions paper. League. I don't think that yeah. you could ever bet against Real Madrid in the Champions League. And I think that their run up to the final kind of proves that. They were never really had their foot firmly on the gas pedal or on the jugular of any team. They had to like grind out every single win to get there. But they're just one of those teams that, like Tom was saying, no matter how bad they're doing elsewhere, yeah. they're going to show up for the Champions League, yeah. especially a final. And especially the stretch they're in right now, where they've done, they've won the Champions League so many different ways. Um, I mean, they got five titles in what was it, eight years or something? Like that, and they won it. You know, they won it with uh, blowouts, where Ronaldo went berserk. Um, they won it in overtime with Bale. They won it uh, with hard work up front where Benzema picked off Karius and then they won it, you know, with ups, you know, bicycle kicks. They, they've won it so many different ways and they just, they, they did it again in this match. They win one zero. And the problem that I have guys after this match was over was how many people said it was Liverpool should have won this game. I have a real problem with that because yes, I mean, Liverpool played, pretty well but like what are they entitled to guys of the two teams why are they entitled to a win when they didn't score well that's something losers say <laughs> we should have won but we didn't but it's like that whoever that guy was that came out saying if this was a boxing match Liverpool would have won well what ain't a fucking boxing match like <laughs> that's so stupid to say that it's like you're so mad that your team couldn't put it together for that game like it's soccer. It's very simple. A mistake mm-hmm. is going to be made, and a team is either going to capitalize or they're going to not. They're not going to punish you for the mistake you've made. Yes, Liverpool had tons of possession, tons of chances, but it wasn't like Liverpool only had or Real Madrid only had one chance. That's my like, point. Yeah, they just finished one of the chances that they had, and Liverpool finished none of the chances that they had. That is what a ninety-minute soccer game is. Do you know how many Tottenham games I've watched in the last five years that we should have won? <laughs> yeah. Ask Tom how many times Man United's picked the ball out of their own net and still lost the game. It, you know, I, I had that <laughs> argument going until like January, Ken, and then the team just sucked. But absolutely true. Good teams win. That's that's the end of the argument, really. And I think that, to be fair, I think Liverpool is a good team. And I think, I guess the argument is on another day or whatever – but at the same time, you know, the statistics bear out that, that Real Madrid had four shots and two on target. One of those was a high XG opportunity because the goalie was already beaten by the cross um, to the back post. And so was Trent Alexander-Arnold, obviously. Uh, and, and they got their goal out of that. But at the same time, guys, 
there were like two or three opportunities from the 60th minute on where Real Madrid was in on goal. There was one chance where they were three on one and another chance at the end of the game. I think it, it was one of the guys that came on. I don't think it was Valverde. But I can't remember who it was. It came on and had that fast break, guys, where he had the jelly legs. <laughs> and he was, like, gone. That was uh, Ken's boy from Arsenal. What's his name? He had just stepped on the field. <laughs> the guy that got loaned to Arsenal. Oh, Ceballos. Yeah. yeah. Danny Ceballos. That was so bad. And, like, that doesn't show up in shots, and it doesn't show up in XG. But if they finish that, the game is 2-0. Or the VAR call doesn't go their way. Exactly. The VAR call doesn't show up as anything. And that's a, to me, that's a coin flip call. Yeah, it was like, close. They called offsides on the field, which is, I think, why they stuck with it. But I thought there was a really strong argument. Which, for by it. the way, they're not supposed to do oh. anymore, but even the refs are confused. Yeah. So it knows? always gets me when the goalie's ahead of the other defender. I'm like, what are you guys staring at? The guy's like, you yeah. know, four yards in front of the other defender, and they're like, idiot. Yeah, there's, back, there's a back player there. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought, I think that, that that the offsides there, it's not part of the same play. You know, the ball, basically what happens is the ball's in a scrum in the middle. The goalie comes forward to try to get it. The Liverpool guy comes back, and they're all just kicking at the ball. And what you're saying with Karim Benzema being in between the goal and one defender um, and the ball rolling out to him after a scrum. What you're saying is that there was like intent to do something by the Real Madrid player, which is why Benzema's offsides. When I saw a heavy deflection off of a of a, of a Liverpool defender that they did not control, they never had control of the ball. But neither did Real Madrid. So to me, that ball is neutral, and then it gets buried into the goal. But they had to look at it for four minutes or whatever. That, that tells you exactly what yeah. you need to know about that call. Well, it's it was clear definitely obvious. a coin flip. I mean, if if the game goes the other way and Liverpool wins, I think Real Madrid is irate. I mean, they obviously will do the same crap they always do whenever the things don't go their way, as they sent out a uh, long letter and are aren't they trying oh, to yeah. sue Mbappe or something and PSG because uh, Mbappe rejected them um, after a, a long and tired. Uh, process of wooing but anyway i mean in this game the point that we're making is that we heard so much about how liverpool should have won this game or like kind of did it was it wasn't even like should have it was like kind of did win the game and you're like no they they didn't win the game they lost 1-0 they had the the real madrid all those old heads casemiro modric cruz and i thought carvajal was awesome and of course Thibaut Courtois was the best player on the field, right? That's the goalie. And he had an unbelievable game, guys. Uh, probably the best goalkeeping performance I've ever seen in a final. But he's also a best goalie in the world in, in, in multiple seasons for a reason. And that's why he plays for Real Madrid. Because he's really, really good. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, good players win stuff, Ken. And he's a great player. He just uh, yeah. I mean, showed up. No argument here. I mean, I, I also don't think that it... The after-game antics from Liverpool is necessary or warranted because there's nothing. No one is is going to say, "Oh, pff, lost the liver, lost the Real Madrid in the final of the Champions League. Yeah. What a scrub team! What a scrub team!" No one's well, going to say that. But now, Klopp said something's wrong when your goalie's the player of the game. It's like, what does that even mean? I, I mean, saw that article. If your goalie's the, great, then you know, I'm sorry, yeah. you lost. I saw that, and uh, there was something in the... I forget what article it was, but uh, 
basically the author of the uh, or the writer of the article was saying, well, hopefully nobody reminds Klopp of the last final he was in where he said his goalie was player of the game. Where Alison was the player of the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just deflection. Um, well, he's very emotional. Like, And when you get these yeah. guys, I think James said something last last week or two weeks ago. That there is something to be said about like you know putting a microphone in these guys' face after a loss. Like you're yeah. you're not getting the the most logical thought out thing. You're you're getting like I, I just yeah. Lost, and he's also you know? he is a yeah. bad loser, and that's been documented over and over again. Yeah. Not not just when the microphone shoves in his face. Should be a bad face. loser though. I, yeah, I, I don't I'm know nothing loser. wrong with bad losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're bad. We're all bad losers. Pete, you threw a controller uh, under the ground when you lost in Ken Griffey Junior. Baseball to me on a grand slam walk off. You know that was bull. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> That was like me, it was like 10 years of me beating you in every video game, and then you finally beat me on like a walk-off Grand Slam. You think I'm yeah. not going to destroy the game controller? Seven. Game 7, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Ken. I think that I want my coach to be a bad loser yeah. in that case. I don't hold it against Klopp. Uh, I do think it's funny, and I think it's very fair to make fun of them yes. after they do stuff like that. Yes. But at the same time, I mean, they got stuffed by Courtois, who had an unbelievable game. Salah played pretty well. His best play of the game got stuffed by Courtois. He, he caught, basically caught a ball with his foot over the top, cut inside, and then got ushered to a point where he couldn't – he didn't have a good angle, and Courtois ate it up. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, and, too, what, what Liverpool really has to work on this summer is you know the, the very glaring point that they were in a ton of uh, big games this season, finals, and you know really didn't show up for really any of them didn't score goals yeah. they had to win in shootouts like that's something they got to work on it, yeah clop, clop go and gnash your teeth on the on the practice field and let's let's get these guys scoring goals in in, in the run of play it's a really good point i mean I, I do believe that liverpool was the second best team in the world this season um real madrid to me they weren't the best team in the world you know what i mean but they were the best champions league team and I think that that's fair to say the way they came back against all those clubs. And all, that's one of the hardest uh, breakdowns, the hardest runs I've ever heard in Champions League. Guys. I think it's hard yeah. to say Real Madrid's not the best team in the world this season because they beat Man City. Yeah, I hear you, but I don't... I mean, across I, the I, I whole don't think season, the best, I wouldn't... Yeah, I don't think Chelsea was the best team in the world last year. I think no, it's been but Manchester when, City. when you beat you know, the team that's best in England, and then you go in and beat the second best team in England... It was an I impressive mean, run, but I think it's more that they're just incredible at Champions League. <laughs> they, they, they got outplayed in all those ties. Yeah, oh, no question. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about that for sure. I think, I guess the best way to say it is, I think if they play Liverpool and City six, six, uh, ten times, then this they isn't basketball. six out of them. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I'm just giving you my point. They didn't. They, they won. They won. And Liverpool did not win. But my point is that I think that if you were to ask me to rank the teams on the season, it would be City, Liverpool, then Real Madrid. Um, and yes, I know that Real Madrid won and all that stuff. But the odds of them winning were pretty long uh, based on how they played and all that stuff. Like I'm not the only one who thinks that. But they won. They got their trophy anyways. Um, they had an underdog run, which is not normal for them in the Champions League, where they ended up 2-1 to one underdogs in the final, which was ridiculous. They were dogs in the city match and they were slight dogs in the chelsea match yeah the chelsea match too 
Sure, never. Then and the and the PSG match there were they dogs? They might have been yeah. dogs in that too. Yes, because PSG were favored to win the Champions League after they acquired Messi. So, yeah, I mean, all the kudos to Real Madrid though. Uh, Pete, you and I have made jokes about uh, Champions League royalty, about Juve thinking that they were Champions League royalty when they're not. They haven't won the Champions League. They haven't um, even been to a final in like fifteen years. Yeah, so, so you have teams that think they are. I really genuinely think that there is only one, and I think that's Real Madrid. They have 14 trophies, um, and the next best is AC Milan, who haven't been relevant in the Champions League for, like, the same amount of time you were just saying, Pete, like 15, 20 years. Um, and AC Milan has seven, and then there's a bunch at six. I think it's Bayern and uh, Liverpool's right there, which is great. Good job, Liverpool. But that's not even close, especially to what Real Madrid has done lately. And the competition right now is much different than it was when Liverpool won a whole bunch of Champions Leagues. And much different than it was when Milan won a bunch of Champions Leagues. You now have all these clubs, Manchester City, uh, PSG. They're not just old boy clubs. You have all these other clubs that I think are, are much better than the competition was in the Champions League. Even, even 10 years ago... You know, where it was always the same four or five clubs. I think now there are legitimately six clubs that can win it. Um, maybe more. You know, so I think uh, kudos to Real Madrid. You had seven players now on the Real Madrid roster that have five Champions League trophies. Um, which is just absurd. Including Gareth Bale, Dr. Pete, who did not play in this game. <laughs> Got a nice picture with big ears, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He. I mean, what can you say, guys? The, the sad thing is that he really could end up being in contention for the best British soccer player ever. And by that, you know, that means England, Wales, um, and Scotland, I guess. Um, he, he's really in contention for it. He has five Champions League trophies. I mean, Rooney won more trophies, I guess. Uh, he's also I, carried Wales around on his back for Euros and World Cup. Like, he's he's incredible. And still is actively doing that. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Well, I mean, good for him. I, I just want to make one more note about Gareth Bale, which is that Eden Hazard was getting all this love after the game. Eden Hazard was signed for 100 million euros three years ago and has done absolutely nothing with the club. Like, nothing. He has played less than 10 matches a year. Uh, he gets a Champions League trophy. Good for him. Uh, he never, ever plays. And the Real Madrid fans despise Gareth Bale, who has five Champions League trophies. He's been He's missed a lot of time, guys. But he's won also two scored a lot of goals and won two yeah. finals basically single-handedly. Ken. The best like, Champions League dislike... goal in history. No, yeah, I, w- I you... would agree. I mean, I can't imagine having a player on my team with five Champions League trophies and despising him. Regardless, I mean, he's never, like, said, oh, I'm going to Barcelona. Like, he, he's done some weird stuff, but, like, they started it. I think Does it kind of comes along with that fan base, though, a little bit. Um, yes. They don't really enjoy, it seems like, big, big, like, mentality players coming in that really aren't Spanish. You know, uh, it, it yeah, seemed like it, he was kind There's of... There's definitely something to that. He was kind of, like, he was a dead man walking from the transfer on. You could just tell, like, 
kind of the same way that Eden Hazard kind of started out. You know, like anyone that comes in from out of that country to Real Madrid, they're fat, they're slow, and they're lazy, <laughs> and they've never even seen them yeah, play in the true. league yet. But they they always have one of those three attributes based on the fans, and then once once the fans don't like you, like it doesn't matter. Like P was just saying, like he single handedly. At least, no argument, won one Champions League final for you. We could probably find two. evidence to do two solely on his back two. of winning. And they, they won't even mention his name. They're glad he's leaving. Five Champions League trophies. It just makes no sense to me. And, and of, the, of the five, two, he won on his own. Yeah. And why you why gave him the contract, you know? Yeah, you're the ones decided to pay him 450k a week. I agree, a thousand percent. I think it's a ridiculous thing, and we're definitely pro Gareth Bale. And I think when all when <laughs> I'm all not pro Gareth Bale. Bale. Don't get that twisted here. <laughs> yeah, you're pro. I just think he got a bad rap at Real Madrid. He did. Come on, you're pro Gary when he's not playing in white. Come on. I mean, I, I'm pro watching him when he's now that he doesn't play for Tottenham. But there you go. I'm not pro you like Gareth Gary. Gary, come on. <laughs> Alright guys, a couple more notes uh, Carlo Ancelotti becomes the winningest Champions League manager ever With four Champions League trophies um, Congratulations, sir Ridiculous uh, One, I think he's won Doesn't even hold a candle to Jose league. Mourinho's five European trophies oh, Don't get me started <laughs> Jose, yeah, don't call right. Ancelotti Jose Mourinho's one. Jose Mourinho with uh Two Europas, two Champions League. The Porto one is one of the most uh, amazing Champions League runs in history. So you got to give him that. Uh, and then, of course, the Inter run, he had um, he a good won team. the treble. That was an awesome team. So not taking away from that. But let's not conflate Champions League trophies. This is to the general public. With Europa League and now a Conference League Watch your trophy. mouth, Thomas. No one's won a Conference League title yet. He's the yeah. only one. Yes. Yeah. Inaugural. He's the only one. Inaugural. Name another manager that has one. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Ken, anything to add to this match? Anything that stuck out to you? Anything about the players that you want to add? No. I, I think it does make, even though my Arsenal is not in the Champions League, it does make these two teams, I think, they do make the Champions League exciting from neutral perspective, I think. Like, the, the little heat between them is, is pretty... Uh, it's very it's nice to see like because it's kind of like a, that's like a a playbook a page out of a, a yesteryear playbook to actually be mm-hmm. kind of hateful towards each other uh, and I like that yeah me too Pete I I loved the Real Madrid players talking shit after the game <laughs> like just lighting up the other team because there's nothing you can do about it you don't play them in the league next year yeah. so you just bottle it up until you play them in. You draw them in Champions League again, and then it's fireworks. So there, there could be some really fun matchups in champs next year in the in the groups st- in the um, knockout stages. Really looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, it seems like there's. Hope I, I there. totally agree. I mean, you have Real Madrid, Liverpool. I thought there was a lot. I mean, Atletico fights everybody, but it seems like Man City took it pretty personally um, with the stuff they were doing um, in in their in their match as well. And then you have. Uh, the usuals, you know, I think it'd be really fun to have a, a draw where Liverpool could very well end up with Real Madrid, right? Because Liverpool will be in the second pot, finishing in second place, and Real Madrid will be in the first pot. So, fingers crossed, um, the odds are probably a little long for that. It's probably like one in six or so. 
uh, one and seven, maybe. It depends on, I guess, uh, if I think about it. They can't. Real Madrid can't draw a Spanish team, and they can't draw. I'm not sure. I think it's one and seven. Then let's root for it. You know. <laughs> All right, guys, so we are finished with the European year. Uh, let's go back to the EPL, and we will talk about team of the year and player of the season. Uh, way we'll do this, guys, is I'll just I'll tell you what my team of the year is, and you guys can argue points back and forth if you want to. Um, my team is playing in a 4-3-3. I have Sun at left wing. Um, one of the most underappreciated players of the season, Dr. Pete, and one of the most underappreciated seasons, finishing with, what, 23 goals without a penalty? Yeah, I mean, it was an unbelievable season. Even when Kane didn't show up for the first half of the season, he carried us along. Even under Nuno, he was still scoring, you know, fairly regularly, which is unbelievable because we had, like, two shots on goal a game. <laughs> is he under? <laughs> one of them was usually a goal. He's under. Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think this I feel like it's pretty well he known that he's probably No, this, this is the first year he's been on any team list. Cuz he always gets yeah, overlooked I, because uh, like Mane maybe. and Salah But just even a when Rashford has tick above. Yeah, and when Manchester United has an attacker, he gets uh, overshadowed by the by that player as well even I guess, maybe right here. So, and the the other so, thing is he's not in like he doesn't generate his own transfer news stuff. Not in this you know. country. <laughs> um, and so I don't think his name's in the news necessarily all the time. Like somebody like Pogba's, his name's in the news all the time, even though he yeah. never does anything on the pitch. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so Sun's my left winger. And then the center forward was tough for me. I thought I, I gave it to Mane because he scored some big goals late. I do I – do, weight that heavily when you're playing well down the stretch. I mean, this is an American thing to do, but I believe those goals are worth more. I mean, they're, they're not, I guess, but they, they are to me. Sun scored a lot of late goals um, and scored a lot of goals and carried Tottenham in their good stretch as well, along with Kane. But he was a big part of their stretch that ended up putting them in fourth place. Mane, I thought, picked up big time where Salah dropped off Ken. You know, I thought Mane was scoring goals that they needed really late um, in all comps. Yeah. And I think he deserved... Uh, I put him at center forward. He I, played enough. Exa- I was going to say that. I think it's tricky in the the Premier League to have like a, a an out-and-out best striker because the top two teams really don't have striker. And, no, they don't. Um, like, it, most of these goals are coming in from, from the flank. So I, I think by yeah, default are. and default alone... Harry Kane has to be the best striker in the league. I would normally give it to him. Um, Even under these circumstances, because Mane's not a striker. For the first, I thought he was so negative for the first three months, and it hurt the team so I, I would agree completely, but at least he's a striker. Yeah. And he was elite in the second half of the season. His passing, Dr. Pete, uh, was... I mean, there was a stretch that, there for about a month and a half where he's the best passer in the league, too. That game against City was one of the best games I've seen anybody play in the Premier League. Like, every one mm-hmm. of his touches was perfect. He dragged everybody out of position. He scored the winning goal. I mean, yeah. it, that's the only reason there was a title race. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> because, mean... I, but, 
I'm not I'm not overweighing the stretch down down at the end where he played very very well. Uh, I just think that Mane and Salah, you know, Mane, yeah. I think if you say you know who are the best offensive, I think players you could even put Jota in the mix. I have Jota in the mix. I do. They're they're because those are honorable mention. I think we should put a striker up there. Jota didn't play enough minutes. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I mean, he was he was very good. Yeah, I mean, when he played, he was he was awesome. But he probably only played half their league minutes, I bet, because he was hurt and he rotated out of that lineup some. Yeah, you guys could talk me into Kane, not Jota probably, um, just because of what Pete just said. I think he missed more. It's it's fine. (laughs) We don't need a striker because the league doesn't play with strikers anymore, Ken. (laughs) So I I don't mind putting somebody in a false nine position. Uh, Salah for me is the is the right winger of the season. A weird season for him. Played really, really well, and then kind of died after AFCON, guys. Um, and was a little bit of a ghost in all the finals, too. Uh, but I still think that he was good enough. Especially I mean, he had the, the most goals and the most them. assists in the league. Yes, and the most goals and the most assists in the league. Uh, not a lot of that was done in the last three months, but he had done so well to carry them up to that point that, you, you know, he was unstoppable through, like, what, like, January, February, um, and I think that that's a big deal. I also don't really think there's anybody to go against him as a right winger. Um, Maraz is inconsistent, and then, of course, City rotates all their players. And, I mean, who, who else plays right wing of note? Um, I know James wanted to throw Bowen into the mix. I'm not even sure exactly which side he plays on all the time. I think he rotates through. Uh, he had a great season too, but Salah ends up with the most goals, like Pete said, splitting the golden boot with Sun, and he ends up with the most assists. So that's why I said it was a weird year to start with because his statistics are fantastic. He did drop off a little bit. There were a lot of penalty goals, um, but his assists are worth noting as well, and um, I think he's a good choice for right wing, and there also really aren't any others. All right, guys, so we'll get into the center midfield. KDB, for me, is there any arguing that? You know, he was poor, poor slash, I guess, I mean, he only played 60% of their league minutes and he was the best player in the league by so such a wide margin that he's still player of the year. Like, I bet if you look at all the player of the years going back, it's probably all of them played 90, 90% of the minutes. I bet. Yeah. His second half display was absolutely unbelievable. And I think it's crazy to me that anybody else would take penalties on that team, not just because of his technical skill, um, but because of how his leadership has come along as well. If you watch him in the last game of the season, um, he did a really great job leading City through the deficit that they were in. They went down 2-0 um, in a game that they win. If they win, they win the title. And if they draw, the way Liverpool was playing, they lose the title. So I think that it's worth noting his leadership has come a long way. And Didn't he get injured in that in uh, second leg Real, Real game? I want to say he went Real off. Was the Real game or was it the Atletico game? I can't I think remember. everybody got injured in that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, KDB It's the only time we actually want James here to give us info on the city. You don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> James here. Um, so, KDB was one choice. Declan Rice is my other choice in the center midfield. And I think, guys, that... West Ham overachieved, even finishing seventh. I think they overachieved a little bit, um, especially through, what, Ken, like April before they died. 
Yeah, overachieve um, the way they always overachieve, but they land right where they're supposed to land. That's where they yeah. that's where they are going to be. They, no matter how fast they sprint or if they get a little bit of speed or momentum in the middle of the season, they're always going to be right around 6, 7, 8. I can't see them unless they make tons yeah. of big moves. Even if they hold on to Rice, I can't see them mm-hmm. making a move above that. I mean, they're a classic example of what Europa League can do to your yes. team because they made a deep mm-hmm. run. I think they made the semifinals, mm-hmm. and yeah. they were in – I think they were in fourth or fifth place with a couple months left at some point. But they ran out of gas for sure. But Declan Rice, he he's always been a great defender, but mm-hmm. this year he had some – ridiculous runs where he go in 40 yard slaloming runs and end up in the box beat two or three guys like added a new yeah. dimension to his game he looks like a box to box like like a, a more defensive version of frank lampard yeah I, I think an all-around defender um all-around midfielder now he's not quite gerard gerard scored so many goals from distance i don't think he's there but he's probably a better defender than Gerard was a more sound defender so he can be your guy that wins balls deep can progress the ball and then get in the box and make things happen as well um, I think that that's a, a, a extremely valuable player I would love to have him on United I think that because of because West Ham had a good season they don't really have to sell him so his price tag especially with the Grealish deal last year where a uh, fringe player was bought for 100 million pounds I think that makes it so Declan Rice is like 120 and I don't think Manchester United will blow their budget they don't need one player they need like six so uh, he'll probably be at West Ham next year right guys what do you think uh quick prediction on Rice I think he'll be there at least yeah he'll be priced into West Ham yeah, I think so too. I think they'll um, sell him with one year left for fifty or something. That that's what I think happens as well. I think Chelsea said they're going to sniff around, which makes no sense because they have like five <laughs> center midfielders. It's really weird. I'm serious. The Chelsea fans, it's their number one uh, on their wish list, and I'm like, you're you're paying like five players in the center midfield, and they're like, oh, we'll sell Conte. It's like, do you not know that he's like a good player? Like, <laughs> it's fine. Chelsea fans, it's fine. Uh, they're gonna have fun with the new owner when. Uh... You know, they were losing a million dollars a week before, and that Good didn't matter. God. Like, that's something Americans <laughs> flat out are not going to put up with. <laughs> yeah. Not having any kind of business approach. They write that ship immediately. Like. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, guys, for DM, I had Rodri. Um, Fabinho is close for me. He got banged up a little bit, and I thought Rodri was on the title-winning team for a reason. He really didn't have much of a backup this year. Fernandinho is very old, and uh, Rodri really carried the torch for Manchester City in the middle of the field, and they were the best team. So, Pete, thoughts on Rodri? Any, anybody else you want to put in there? Yeah, it really makes me upset that Pep turns these guys in two years into, like, the best player at their position by far. Yeah, like, he was – he was had a rough – first six months of his career at City mm-hmm. and you're like oh good finally they got somebody in here who keeps letting up terrible goals mm-hmm. um, and not playing well in the system and then he just turns into an absolute monster has a goal in the biggest game of the year that just yep. like there just aren't many defensive guys who would have passed that into the net you know they would have skied it 30 yards over Yeah, I mean, you know he, that you've had a lot of those <laughs> Your DMs are the worst shooters in the universe. Yeah, don't talk about Victor Wanyama. 
Uh, or Sissoko. Corner flag hitters. That's what those guys are. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, he was unbelievable. He was actually, I think he was one of the top five players of the season. Yeah, that's lame. That's super lame. Uh, Ken, I'm going to move to the outside back. I'm disappointed Cancelo. you didn't even put Chaka on the list. I'm sorry, and, uh, Ken. Defensive I'm sorry. I mean, stalwart. Next year, maybe. Maybe next year. <laughs> He was uh, saving no, him for left back. <laughs> saving him for left back, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Cancelo and Trent Alexander-Arnold for me for the outside backs. Um, Cancelo, another guy that, like Pete just said, was a fringe player for like six months and then um, turned it around and now is in a, a vital part of the city build-up play uh, coming inside. was fantastic for them. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold... We know it. We know that he is a liability on defense. Again, I don't think it matters. It matters in the Champions League, Pete, because everybody has to play defense, and he fell asleep on the cross. Um, he was not his, – his mentality defensively is not solid. But that's okay because he set up, uh, what, 13 goals this year, and he just pumps crosses in, key passes. He's a huge part of Liverpool's offense. Um, anybody you guys want to argue with there, uh, I also would include Robertson and Walker as possible considerations. Anybody else you guys want to add? Any Manchester United guys, maybe? Unfortunately, no. Um, I don't like TA. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put. List, I wouldn't put um, Romero on the team of the year, but he was phenomenal for the last two thirds of the season. Like he was hurt and on Argentina duty forever, but mm-hmm. watching him every game. Like he is, he's going to be an exceptional right if he plays right back or center back in that three. Okay. Uh, no. Anything no, to I got, add I got nothing. on them? And you putting uh, Virgil Van Dyke on the team of the year, it, it allows TAA to be on there. <laughs> yeah, Virgil Van Dyke, and I, I, the, I had the other center back I had a hard time with. Um, Virgil Van Dyke. I picked Diaz because City won the league, and he's a stalwart in their defense. But I actually thought Matip was a really excellent center back this year. He played the most games he's ever played, and he was really good as well. I gave the nod to Diaz over him just because he means a little bit more to City. But you could have talked me into Matip as well. Romero um, was adjusting to the league, Pete, and missed a lot of games. He was superb when he finally got rolling. So uh, I'll give a look there. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think he was good enough to be teaming. No, I just, he's not. I just, he was a very when I when I look at the right backs across the league, like I would rather have him than everybody but TAA. Yeah. Well, um, I will also mention Stones and Laporte. I think Stones took a lot of the uh, mistakes out of his game, and I think he had a nice year. Laporte had a nice year too. Just Virgil Van Dyke righted the ship i think he's the clear number one defender in the league right now uh clear number one center back in the league and his impact from coming back um i mean i don't know if anybody could have predicted him to be just the exact same we definitely didn't think that yeah i don't know how you tear your acl or was it his Mm -hmm. achilles and still be an effortlessly (laughs) excellent center back who would be up for player of the season um because of his impact on defense and then the goalkeeper I had a problem with, too. I didn't think the goalkeepers were especially good this year. Um, I, I gave it to Allison because he facilitates Liverpool, and he is awesome. He's an excellent goalkeeper. But I didn't think he was, like, better than he had been in the past. Um, I gave it to Allison. 
Ederson is not on my list at all. I didn't think Ederson had a good year at City. Um, De Gea was on my list for two-thirds of the season, but he was a trash can for the last. I mean, you can't be in consideration for goalie of the season if your team allows more than 50 goals, regardless of how good you are. I think that's fair. Uh, any goalkeepers you guys thought about? Uh, Ramsdale, actually, um, I'll add him. He was really, really good, I think, for the first two-thirds of the season as well. Ken, and I think he let them down a little bit down the stretch. But I don't think he let them down. Anybody, the defense put him under a lot more pressure. He, he didn't play well, though. Um, he, he, made mistakes. he didn't make that many mistakes. I don't think Ramsdale made that many mistakes, and I think that he's should be in high contention for goalie to be on this team be, simply because this is his first season. I mean, he's, I think, I think one of the top signings in, of the league in the season. I would agree with okay. that for this season. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was a stupid signing at the beginning of the year. I was yeah. like, why did you sign you him? Because you already had a goalkeeper and then he was, I mean, yeah, we he had, kept you in a lot of games. Yeah, we had a great goal. There were a lot of games you should have lost except he had just blew the roof right. off. Right, yeah. Um, I would also say that Jose Za. Sorry, Jose Sa oh, yeah. for the Wolves was on uh, my fantasy team, and he was he was an unbelievable shot stopper. He plays for Wolves, so he doesn't get much credit, but all the advanced stats have him at the top of the league. Yeah, I have a problem with the way Wolves play. If you're gonna like put a player like that out there, because they don't allow a very high XG. Because they play so defensively, they play in a block. They don't score any goals. They don't allow a lot of goals. But that's that's the reason that I really consider him for contention. Um, I just I picked Allison because I think he facilitates play. He is a very good shot stopper, whereas Ederson is really just there to facilitate play. And I thought he allowed a lot of goals this year um, and was kind of poor. I mean, Manchester City fans do not are. If there's one player to replace on the team with another, like with an elite player, I think that Ederson to be at the top of the list, whether that's fair or not. I wouldn't uh, say he, he was bad. Po- he was not poor. That was not. That's not a word I would use to describe his <laughs> year. Content, I mean, for his, they only I, let up twenty six goals him to his previous versions. Um, I th- I think that that is fair to say that he had a poor year for him. Yeah, I mean that may be true, but uh, he wasn't. He wasn't. Certainly wasn't bad. I mean, they won the league. (laughs) And they let up 26 goals, which was less than everybody else. True. Uh, So, James's comments on the matter, he said he would take Diaz out of that lineup and put in Rudiger. Um, Yeah, Rudiger, to me, is a uh, high-risk defender who's carried by the fact that he has cover from two center backs um, Uh, and, like, five other players. I don't know about that. I mean, he, he's one-on-one, he almost never gets beat. Like, he handles... I mean, he was going to get sold before Tuchel came. Yeah, well, I, I mean, not I'm not good. saying before this year, but this year he was incredible. Like, he, All right, well, every time I watched him, him play, he was... You put him in there. <laughs> I am putting him in there because he was one of the best backs in the league this year. Before this year, he was kind of wandering around and... Maybe it wasn't yeah. didn't have the right manager, but I mean he was. I rarely saw him get beat by anybody. Fair, uh, Ken. Also, James says um, that he would like to give Bernardo Silva a look over Rice, maybe. But he said uh, Rice edges him a little bit just because uh, Silva gets 
rotated and he makes Silva his first alternate. He thinks Boa, Bowen would deserve it as well, but he gets beaten out by Mane and Saleh just barely. Um, and then his last note is, despite having five players in the team of the seasons, Poole still couldn't win the title and settled for a tin pot double. So, Well, you know, that, <laughs> that, he, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. They are the yeah. absolute second best team in England. And, yeah. and I mean, I guess the next round of, uh, of trash talking will be Liverpool still has more trophies than City this season. Yeah. Yep, that's what I to with. <laughs> All right, guys, other other mentions. We talked about Kane, uh, Ronaldo, on a bad team, won um, 14 points on his own and had a decent season despite playing with a putrid team. Fabinho, Walker, Jota, um, Reese James for me, an outside back contender. He had a nice season uh, before he got hurt. He had, I think, was it nine goals and five assists? I think it was, which is really nice. Um Kulishevsky actually, I think, deserves a mention, Pete, for his impact coming in after the break. And, um, you know, he actually ended up scoring the big goal that got you guys in the Champions League, even though you guys scored five of them. And he was superb down the stretch. That's a fantastic I think he might have had. I think he might have had the most goal contributions in the second half of the season. I think he did, too. Um, so he gets a look for me. Bernardo Silva, David De Gea, like I said, is a very faint goalie of the season candidate he was a strong one in march and he died and so he is not anywhere close it close to it robertson matip and bowen finish out the honorable mentions for me guys and uh we'll end the season podcast with your premier league player of the season um and your european player of the season i'll start i have uh, kdb for premier league player of the season and i will also put kdb for european player of the season um I think he carried Manchester City, uh, and I think he was superb in the Champions League as well, although I know you guys will probably think of another player who who did more in Europe. Uh, Pete, who's your Premier League player of the season? Uh, Premier League player of the season, unfortunately, I can't can't vote for Sonny. Got to go with KDB. He turned bright pink for the last three months of the season, and he was – just unstoppable. I will not vote for him for European Player of the Year because mm-hmm. he played in a team that folded like Origami uh, in the semifinals. That would go to Kareem Benzema, who absolutely pissed on PSG's ashes <laughs> in that uh, second leg of the European game. I, I don't think I've seen anything quite like that. Um, to turn a tie like that i mean it was just jaw dropping you got to you got to respect the guy sure player of the year uh, European. I'm the same as Pete uh, yeah, i mean ben. there's not really anyone else worth mentioning when you're talking about the elite at the top of the list i think that those two do it in their league and europe uh, respectively so it's fair james had kdb as well um all right, guys, so we're, we're done for the year. We will come back with our preseason stuff nice and early. It'll probably be in August. We'll take a month off. If something big happens, we might crash in with a, uh, a podcast if there's a bunch of transfer stuff rolling around. But in general, we all go on vacation. We all have kids, and we'll probably take the summer off. What do you think, guys? Uh, Community Shield, July 29th, Liverpool City. There we go. 
Maybe maybe that's the curtain raiser. <laughs> the traditional stuff. curtain raiser. I mean, that's less than two months, guys. We can get there, that? and then we'll do. We're we're gonna take a little more time this summer because we're gonna go crazy during the World Cup, or I'm gonna go crazy. We're gonna do. I did 20 episodes last time during the World Cup, so you guys. It's very popular amongst the fans. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, Doctor Pete, anything to add to the season? EPL. Uh, it's, it's much more fun not having to listen to James <laughs> talk about the team of the season. Ken, anything to no, add? No, it's been great. It's been fun. All right, for James Lewis, Ken Lee, and Champions League Dr. Pete, I am Tom Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome summer. I told it him is to, easier without James. I told him to block off my uh, schedule. 3.30 on Wednesdays starting in the fall. Did you really? Not for too long, no. right? <laughs> Just a couple weeks. Really? Yeah, I'll do that when I'm older. Just be like, I'm not I'm not working after 3.30 on Wednesdays. Heck yeah. I'm not working on Wednesdays. I'm not working at Wednesday, on Wednesdays at all. Be like, bring junior partner guy in. He can work on Wednesdays. The Champions League stuff to do. <laughs> you get a... Uh... An English Premier League uh, Champions League intern. <laughs> I, it is frustrating, like, missing...